Recorded live. This is Wednesday, August 16, 2017, and welcome to episode number 66 of the WCWS Radio Network's week uh, pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on here with you tonight, as I will be, uh, hopefully we'll have some folks pop on here tonight. Uh, the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Geralmo will not be among them, uh, of course, as you have already heard earlier in the week. Uh, <clears throat> he is on, of course, vacation down here in the North Carolina coast, and not too far off from from my neck of the woods here, of course. But uh, of course, he will be back, of course, uh, along with the rest of us here in the radio network here, uh, uh, starting uh, tomorrow. So, uh, more likely, unless we have anybody else popping in here tonight, I'll be flying solo here this evening. I'll be bringing you, of course, a lot of the latest pop culture news here, of course, uh, primarily coming from 411 Mania. Uh, some stories may come from uh, today, may come from the day before, but, but of course, as always, we'll definitely strive to keep you informed on everything here going on here in the pop culture scene. Also, we'll have a few, we might have one or two little wrestling stories to keep you up to date on here as well. If you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, please feel free to give us a call here, of course, episode 66 of Outside the Ropes, one seven two four. 444-7444, call ID 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening, <clears throat> right here on Outside the Ropes. Before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, I would invite you to once again listen to our opening theme, which is the theme, uh, which is a wrestling theme, of course, it is, for, it is called Storm, it is the theme used by the Texas Tornado, of course, otherwise known as the late Kerry Von Erich of the famous Von Erich Wrestling Family. Uh, feel free to listen to rest out here for just a few moments. I will be back momentarily. Thank <laughs> you. 
forgive me, forgive the forgive the uh, delay there, ladies and gentlemen. I had to take care of a little bit of business. Uh, the music that we use for our opener uh, kind of tied in uh, with uh, tied in with another piece of music here, of course. So, uh, uh, which was the opener uh, used by. Uh, uh, used by both uh, Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as well as, <clears throat> as well as of course, as a, of course, uh, former WCW and WWE superstar, the Ultimo Dragon, as well. Simply just called Dragon. So, uh, thank you very much. And let's go ahead and get right into a lot of the pop culture headlines making the scene here uh, uh, today. Here, of course, courtesy of our. Friend here, friends here at 411 Mania. Let's see what they have to say here. And forgive me here for just a second here, uh, folks. Uh, Let's get right in. let's get right into it here, folks. Uh, story coming in today, of course, of Joseph Media for Eleven Mania. Uh, coming in, of course, as you know, uh, a movie based movie for uh, the Justice League is due to come out here soon. Uh, <clears throat> uh, ben Affleck, of course, who recently played Batman in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, said that the just that Justice League's Batman will be more like what's in the comics. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Ben Affleck said that the Batman that appears in Justice League will be more like the Batman that appears in the pages of DC Comics. And here are the highlights of that of this interview. On Batman having to work with others in the film, Ben Affleck says the following. He, he's put in this position of having to reach out, find other people, convince them to do something. Part of the drama of the movie is the question of whether or not to whether or not the team is going to come together. It's very different from the tenor of the last movie. On who Batman is in this film, Batman vs. Superman departed a little bit from the traditional Batman. He started out with all this rage directed at Superman because of his co-workers who had died in the fight Superman had with Zod. He was holding on to a lot of anger in a little bit of an, irration, in a little bit of an irrational way. Whereas this is, this is a much more traditional Batman, he's heroic, he does things in his own way, but he wants to save people and help people. On how this movie differs is different from Batman versus Superman. This is more in keeping with the canon on how Batman has usually been portrayed, and how he's portrayed via the Justice League in the comics. This is more the Batman you would find if you opened up your average Batman comic book. Not that it's average. I think it's a really cool story. Actually, it's a story. It's a sort of a story about multilateralism. It's not a bad thing to have. And of course, Justice League movie is bound as soon as it will be coming out here real soon. So, we'll definitely be uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely be watching out for that here really really soon. Of course, uh, uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Of course, to see that and, and see how the new Justice League movie.
and staying in line with the movie movies uh, movie uh, news here, coming also from Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. Uh, production has resumed on the sequel to Deadpool after after the death of a stunt driver. Now let's let's see what let's see what we have right here. Let me make sure I get the. As, of course, spoiler many reported on Monday, a stunt woman was killed on the set of Deadpool 2 following an accident involving a motorcycle chase. The woman was Joy S.J. Harris, a professional motorcycle racer and the first African-American female in that field. She only joined the sequel last Wednesday after producers decided they needed a different kind of stunt performer for the shoot. <coughs> Excuse me. It was also her first film as a stunt driver. She lost control of her vehicle and crashed into 1,000 blocks of West Waterfront Road near the Jack Pool Plaza. She was performing the stunt as Domino, Domino, a role that Zazie Beetz is playing in the film. While the stunt performer before, before her had a helmet fitted to go under the Domino wig, Harris didn't have time to get a similar helmet made for her on short notice. As a result, she wasn't wearing a wig at the time. Deadline reports... That production is now resumed on the sequel in Vancouver. Production was halted immediately after the accident on Monday. A notice for the production went up late last night, noting that the filming for today and tomorrow would proceed in the aftermath of an accident with debris to be spread out on location during the dates. It reads the following. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Deadpool 2 was unable to complete its filming planned for August 14th and 15th. Deadpool is still on track to be released on June 1st, 2018. The British Columbia coroner previously stated, said a coroner attended the scene and an investigation is underway with the Vancouver Police Department and WorkSafe BC, which is also investigating this incident. So we'll have more, hopefully we'll have more on this story. Of course, um, as, as like we said, um, a, a, a stunt, the first African-American stunt driver uh, be a part of the movie. Apparently, died here de- a couple of days ago while performing a stunt for the movie Deadpool 2. Uh, of course, our thoughts and our thoughts and condolences are with the family of Joy S. J. Harris, the stunt driver who was killed here earlier this week. Let's see what else we have on tap here, folks. Okay, let's see what we have here. Uh, another here, of course, we have here an entertainment and politics kind of coming in here together here, folks. Joseph Lee, of course, is on fire here for 11 Mania here tonight. Jimmy Kimmel is saying that President Donald Trump, in his words, needs to go. Uh, let's see what uh, let's see what uh, we have what what, uh, Mr. what Mr. Kimmel has to say right here. President Donald Trump had a press conference yesterday in which he doubled down on his comments from Saturday regarding the Charlottesville tragedy. He said there were fine people on the alternate right side and said that the counter-protesters were just as much to blame for the violence that occurred. This caused an uproar among people on many sides. And naturally, the late-night hosts gave their thoughts last night. Jimmy Kimmel in particular says, said that Trump needs to go. And this is what Jimmy Kimmel had to say. I believe this was on his show last night. He said the following. 
First of all, I want to say I get it. I actually do. You were unhappy with the way things were going. You wanted someone to come in and shake things up. But then Kimmel list, listed many of the ways in which Trump had let them down over the past seven, seven months. By every reasonable account, and I'm using his own words here, he's a total disaster. He, he screws up royally every day. But you've been trying to ignore it because you don't want to admit these, admit to these smug, annoying liberals that, that they were right. You picked the wrong guy. Here is a video here, guys. Uh, uh, actually, here's, here's a couple here we'll play here. First off, here is um, here's what Jimmy Kimmel has to say. Here, we'll play the whole thing. We'll play it. I want to apologize, Vanessa. We had so much fun stuff planned for you tonight. We worked on it all day. We had a bachelor in paradise. Kids going back to school. We're going to talk about there's a horrible new pair of Uggs we're going to discuss. Maybe we won't talk about Donald Trump much tonight. And then he opened his mouth, and all manner of stupid came out. And I'm not joking when I say I would feel more comfortable if Cersei Lannister was running this country at this time. This press conference today, I don't know if you saw this. I know a lot of you are here on vacation. It started, uh, it was supposed to be a press conference about infrastructure, and it ended with our president making an angry and passionate defense of white supremacists. It was like if your book club meeting turned into a cockfight. It really was who decided it would be a good idea to send him out there to talk to reporters today, but whoever did obviously misread his state of mind and the mood in this country right now. The president, I feel like I can say this with reasonable uh, certainty, the president is completely unhinged. The wheels are off the wagon and hurtling towards the moon right now. I have some clips to show you, and before I do, I want to say, clips are one thing, you know, they're edited down, we choose them for content, but if you get a chance, Go online and watch the whole press conference from beginning to end. It's astonishing. The only thing I can compare it to is, remember when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off? And then he bit his other ear off? This was the presidential equivalent of that. Trump wasn't even scheduled to take questions today. He was supposed to give a brief update on an executive order he signed to boost infrastructure. Structure, but reporters want to ask about his weak response to what happened in Charlottesville, and things went infrastructure. Fucking nuts from there. If the press were not fake and if it was honest, the press would have said what I said was very nice. But unlike you, and unlike, excuse me, unlike you and unlike the media, before I make a statement, I like to know the facts. That's right. He's very careful about that. I like the fact that Ted Cruz's father killed JFK and Obama was born in Kenya. He's a stickler for the facts. Okay, so. When they got his statement about putting the blame for the murder and the hate crimes in Charlottesville on many sides, not just the Nazis and Klan members, a statement he tried to soften yesterday by specifically denouncing those groups, not only did he go back to his original statement, he doubled down and actually defended their actions. When you say the alt-right, uh, define alt-right to me. You define it. Go left that came charging at the, as you say, the old right. Do they have any semblance of guilt? What about the fact they came charging, that they came charging with clubs in their hands, swinging clubs? Do they have any problem? I think they do. I think we do. I think, I think we might need an old president right now. I watched it very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. And you have 
uh, you, you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. That was Jimmy Kimmel's there, uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but here is, and he wasn't the only one here, folks. Uh, Seth Meyers on, his, on Late Night here on NBC had something to say about it. gave a press conference right before we started taping, which means it's time for Breaking Crazy. <laughs> President Trump this afternoon gave a press conference that can only be described as clinically insane. You know that list of side effects at the end of a pharmaceutical ad? He apparently has all of them. He said, among other things, that there were very fine people on both sides of the events in Charlottesville he asked if people on the left have any guilt that the white supremacists became violent, and then he said this. Many of those people were there to protest the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. So, this week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week, and is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Buddy, we've been asking ourselves that question since January. <laughs> Normally, when someone is talking that level of crazy, Batman crashes through the ceiling and punches him. Trump is like a bad waitress in a crappy diner who's trying to get fired so she can go to a concert. Here's a picture of General John Kelly, his new chief of staff, during this press conference. Look at that guy. Trump is so fully out of his mind, he broke a general. That guy's been in war. Congress, isn't this enough? Cut bait on the president. It's time to let this crazy bitch go to the concert. And also, uh, <clears throat> and also here, also Stephen Colbert, of course, on the Late Show has something to say about it too. We got a big show for you tonight. Welcome to the Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Big day here in the Big Apple. Uh, Donald Trump has come back to New York, and New Yorkers were were really happy to see him. <laughs> That is a standard New York greeting. You might remember, uh, it took Donald Trump two days to condemn the white nationalists and the neo-Nazis who held that rally down in Charlottesville. That's, uh, that's why I know. I know the feeling. And that's why I sent him this card. Happy belated condemnation. I can't believe we did not see you condemn the silver. There's a brief thing of what uh, Stephen Colbert had to say, and he also had the following to say right here. 
I think there, there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. You don't have any doubt about it either. I defiant Trump told reporters during a news conference. The only thing I'm down right, doubting right now is whether you're still going to be president by Friday. What the H-E-L-L was that? So, <clears throat> so any way you look at it here, folks, I mean, this is... Uh, This whole story here, of course, like I said, is going to be uh, it's going to be through it's going to be through the roof here for quite a long time here. Uh, the president's not going to get any more slack about all this whole situation here. Um, <clears throat> so we definitely want to wait and see what all happens here. Next up here, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Next up here, of course, uh, coming once again from Joseph Lee. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, for you fans out there of the Avengers movies, uh, of course, everyone remembers Jer- Jeremy Renner for playing Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. Uh, <clears throat> he is apparently teasing a new look for Hawkeye in Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Jeremy Renner recently posted a set photo from Avengers Infinity War on Instagram. At first, it seems like nothing special. He's just sitting in a seat. But if you glance up, you realize he's teasing a new look for Hawkeye because his hair appears to be different from past films. It appears to be a a mohawk. And, of course, he, he says right on Instagram, quick rest in my nest. Uh, hashtag on set, hashtag Infinity War. Hashtag Avengers Infinity War, hashtag Marvel, hashtag Stretch It Out, hashtag Hawkeye, hashtag Tease, hashtag So Dope, hashtag Russo Brothers. Infinity War will star, of course, once again, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, and Anthony Mackie, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Chadwick Boseman, Sebastian Stan, Don Cheadle, Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Palm Clementine, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, Sean Gunn, Tom Holland, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, and more. It was directed by Joe and Anthony Russo from a script by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. It will arrive on May 4th of next year, followed by the sequel on May 3rd of 2019. So, so in the works here, folks, like I said, Avengers... Uh, going to be popping up here, like I said, sooner, sooner than we all think. So we're going to have to be watching out for that. Uh, of course, I can't wait for I was a real big fan of, of the of the first Avengers movie. And of course, all the other movies that came right after that, very good indeed. Very good indeed. Larry Zonka from 411 Mania brings us this right here as a new, as, as, the, as the show Arrow uh, it's a new cast member. Uh, let's see this written story right here. Uh, short story right here. According to Deadline, uh, Kirk, uh, forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, 
Acevedo, from Oz, who's also been in the shows on the shows Oz, Fringe, and Kingdom, is joining the cast of Arrow. Acevedo has been cast as Ricardo Diaz, an ex-con who set the who is set on taking control of Star City's criminal underworld. The character is based on DC Comics' Richard Dragon. Diaz is described as a master in hand-to-hand combat. So we'll definitely have to wait and see how this character pops up here with, uh, uh, with uh, like I said, up against, like I said, Arrow and and uh, <clears throat> here coming up here really, really soon. Uh, of course, also for fans out there of, of course, of James Bond. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're having another, having another um, uh, James Bond movie coming out here, of course. Uh, but, of course, here's some great news here, of course, that Daniel Craig, who has been playing uh, James Bond here the last two or three films, is going to be coming back to play uh, the legendary secret agent. Uh, yesterday on Four Eleven Main, it was reported that Daniel Craig recently spoke, spoke with Morning Magic 106.7 in Boston and claimed that no decision has been made in regards for the tw- in, 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 to returning for the 25th Bond film. While appearing on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night, Craig confirmed that he is in fact returning to play Bond, which has been official for a few months. Colbert then joked about Craig once, saying that he would rather slash his wrists, wrists than play Bond again. Craig responded with the following statement. He says this, There's no point in making excuses about it. It was two days after I finished shooting the last movie. Instead of saying something with style and grace, I gave a really stupid answer. The 25th Bond film will be Craig's fifth appearance in the iconic role. He also noted that he feels that this will be his last time playing the role. Craig's last outing as James Bond, 2015's Spectre, grossed $200 million domestic at $880 million worldwide. So we can't wait, like I said, the, 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 the upcoming, like I said, the next James Bond film, the 25th in the franchise, and the fifth one for Daniel Craig, and, mo- and more likely his last one playing the iconic secret agent. Also, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if, uh, for you fans out there of the show uh, Game of Thrones, uh, this story came out yesterday here, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas, but we'll bring it in here to you one more time, just in case if you have it not heard. Uh, episode 6 of Game of Thrones reportedly has leaked online. Another episode of Game of Thrones is reportedly leaked online. Uh, Business Insider reports that this Sunday's episode, which is not yet titled ahead of schedule on HBO Spain, <clears throat> which is not yet titled, <clears throat> has has leaked out ahead of schedule on, on HBO Spain. The episode has since shown up on the on the subreddit R Free Folk. In addition, several people reported that a fan live-streamed the episode on Instagram. Screenshots of the episode were posted to the subreddit. An HBO representative said that they don't know they that they have don't have knowledge of the leak. It comes after the fourth episode of the seventh season leaked online a couple of weeks ago. Four people have been arrested over that leak, but this particular episode in question will air Sunday at nine o'clock Eastern on HBO. So. 
So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of big time fans here of of like I said of uh, Game of Thrones here. Um, like I said, a lot of people, you know, can't wait over, you know, can't wait to uh, to see it. You know, that they have to see it right away. So. <sighs> Another story coming from Jeremy Thomas. This story coming out yesterday from 411 Mania. Uh, uh, of course, this is a name we have not heard in the news in a long time. Paris Hilton has apparently is, def- is defending Donald Trump over 2016 sexual assault claims. Hmm. Uh, let's bring the story right here. Paris Hilton defended Donald Trump from the claims late last year by over 15 women that he sexually assaulted them in various manners. Hilton was quoted by... Erin Carmen in a Marie, Marie Claire profile piece as saying that she thinks the women made up their claims to get their names in the headlines. Paris Hilton says the following, I think that they are just trying to get attention and fame, she said of the accusers in the piece. In a larger quote as shared by Carmen on Twitter, Hilton added the following, I feel like a lot of people when something happens, all these opportunities will come out. They want to get money or get paid or not say anything or get a settlement when nothing really happened. But I don't believe any of that. I'm sure they were trying to be with him as well because a lot of women I've seen like him because he's he's wealthy and he's charming and good looking. So I, I mean, Paris Hilton, feel like a lot of these girls just made the story up. I didn't really pay attention to it. I heard a couple things about it. I don't believe it. Hilton herself became a focus of a story when audio of Trump talking about her attractiveness at 12 years old surfaced. Hilton, whose family has been close with Trump for many years, shrugged that off as well. Of course, and, <clears throat> and of course, Paris says the following here, oh, and I read about, and, and I read about that too, she said, and it was on Howard Stern. So I feel like anyone that's on that show, Howard just loves to say weird things and people say things that, that they normally wouldn't say. It wasn't creepy at all. He's not like that at all. He's always been so respectful. Hilton also noted in the piece that she didn't vote for anyone in the presidential election, and this is from the um, this is from the article, the piece done in um, Marie Claire. Apparently, uh, Carmen says the following: "I hate to bring this up because I know it's a very painful topic, but I cannot a- but I, but I cannot a- ask you." He said he watched your sex tape. He talked about meeting you when you were 12 years old, and he talked about you in a kind of sexual way. Does that creep you out? Person said the following. Oh, I read about that, too, and it was on Howard Stern. So I feel like anyone that's on that show, like you said, Howard just loves to say weird things. People just say things that they wouldn't normally wouldn't say, and it wasn't creepy at all. He's not like that at all. He's always been so regretful. And Carmen said, and grabbed him by the P-U-S-S-Y doesn't bother you. Hilton says, I've heard guys say some pretty crazy things, like worse than that. So I think that when someone doesn't realize they're being filmed or recorded, they say things, especially with the guy. So I think that was kind of just one of those things where you're with someone. I've heard guys say the craziest things ever because I'm always around guys who listen to them speak. So I definitely don't think he would just say that. And Carmen says this, what about all the women that say he did it? Paris Hilton says the following, I think that they are just trying to get attention and get fame. I feel like a lot of people, when something happens, all these opportunities will come out. They want to get money or get paid to not say anything or get a settlement when nothing really happened. So I don't believe any of that. I'm sure that they were trying to be with him too because a lot of women I've seen like him because he's wealthy and he's charming and good looking. So I feel like a lot of these girls just made the story up. 
I didn't really pay attention to it. I heard a couple things about it, but I don't believe it. Uh, Carmen said the following on Twitter at 9.48 a.m. yesterday. She says, at Paris Hilton, we've told her she's now a feminist. A women alleged her family friend at real Donald Trump assaulted them. And is that Marie Claire at MarieClaire.com. So uh, the, the, the folks, like I said, I mean, there's, I mean, of course, you know, you know Paris Hilton has been in the news here, you know, you know for an awful long time too. I mean, that's uh, that's that's kind of a interesting thing here too. So uh, let's see here. Going back here into the movies here, then we're going to bring you a couple of two or three little, like I said, wrestling stories here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> like we like we always do right here. And like I said, because of JD not being able to be here tonight, there'll be no hot seat movie trivia challenge. So the, the so next Wednesday we'll be back with another we'll be back with another movie trivia challenge here. We'll put have JD in the hot seat one more time. So we'll continue to bring you a few little extra pieces of news here, of course, on up until seven thirty. And while we get this story up, let me go ahead and bring this to one more time. 1724-444-7444, call ID 141-387-POUND. This is episode 66 of WWS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchelb, on the line here with you. Of course, like we said, the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geralmo, not able to be with us tonight. He is on vacation. Uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, just like I said, kind of managing everything here tonight. We're just going to be bringing you just a lot of headlines here, of course, courtesy of Full Leather Mania. Uh, lots, um, and also, I've brought you some juices here so far. Uh, so we'll uh, continue to do all, do that right here. Uh, also, also, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, the King and W.O. Summer Birthday Slam will be continuing here in about uh, an hour. Uh, of course, King and W.O. will be hosting WWS Wrestling Debate 139-925-POUND uh, at 8 o'clock. As, uh, as the NWO Madness Kingdom uh, will be, of course, talking, but we'll be having some discussions and some, some debates here. Of course, I'm sure other things having to do with Raw, also some stuff having to do with SmackDown, of course, with SummerSlam coming up uh, this Sunday. There will be some, some talk about that as well. Also, I'm sure some about another story we'll be bringing you here a little shortly about the uh, condition of Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Uh, also, a few other little stories, you know, uh, be out there in the wrestling scene right now. Uh, so, wrestling debate will come at you here at eight o'clock, one three nine nine two five pound. And then, of course, uh, King and W.O. once again, ladies and gentlemen, will take the helm of WWUS Revolution episode number three seventy seven tonight. <clears throat> As once again, we bring you more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays. Also, our thoughts and opinions on what took place on SmackDown. Of course, the SmackDown before SummerSlam, and <clears throat> and of course, also we'll be bringing you uh, there's some some fancy matchups, and among some other things here as well. Uh, so, to join King and W.O. as he once again takes the helm of episode 377 of WWS Revolution. Uh, I do believe tonight our live video feed is from Hardy Boys fans tonight. So, join us for the live video feed there as well. One three eight zero five five, like we said, uh, here this evening here for Revolution. Uh, we'll let's get back here, of course, episode 66 of Outside the Ropes. Uh, another story came in yesterday, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas, just going to bring it to you here. Uh, as you, as I, we've probably talked about here before in the past, 
they're slated to do a Captain Marvel movie. Uh, of course, it's been talked about as who is going to play. It's going to be a female superhero. Um, but uh, now they they have tapped a new screenwriter. Marvel Studios has brought in brought, has brought in a new writer for the upcoming Captain Marvel film. Deadline reports that Geneva Robertson Dwarf, the upcoming Tomb Raider and Gotham City Sirens, will take a new pass at the script. Meg LaFole from Inside Out and Nicole Perman from Guardians of the Galaxy wrote the first draft of the, of the MCU film. Brie Larson stars in the film playing the title role alongside Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. The film will be set in the early 1990s and will feature the scrolls. A piece of concept art was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con, which, of course, is, is pictures is on this page for the story. Captain Marvel is set to be released on March 8, 2019, and begins production in Los Angeles next year. <clears throat> uh, Andy, Andy Park, uh, I believe, who drew, drew the uh, picture here, uh, here of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel uh, said this. Uh, this was this past Saturday at 12:17 p.m. He says, "I don't mean to ignore you requesting the higher res of hashtag Captain Marvel that I painted. Sorry, but I can't. When I get green light, I definitely will." So, but the picture does look great. Like I said, it's on the story right here for talking about the uh, Captain Marvel uh, story here. But yeah, a new screenwriter is set to. Uh, take take over uh, take over uh, take the helm of of this here. Um, here like I said, to come out here in March. I do believe that's what the, this is. Was that correct? Yes, March eighth of two thousand and nineteen. Uh, let us bring you. Uh, let's go on ahead, folks. And let's go ahead and bring you a couple of course stories from the. Normally, like I say we don't talk about a whole lot of wrestling here on Four Eleven Mania. But we'll go ahead and we'll we will bring you two or three we'll bring you two or three little stories here to kind of close out the night here, of course, on episode sixty six of Outside the Ropes. And you'll probably hear some of these stories here later on on Rest of the Debate and also on Revolution. Um and forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, for just one second here. Apparently Forgive me, forgive the interruption for just one second. Apparently, my okay. And forgive me here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, while we while we work on getting this uh, getting this up and running here, let me go ahead and like to remind you one more time here. Uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, tonight at eight o'clock, one three nine nine two five pound for WWS Wrestling Debate as King NWO and the rest of the NWO Madness Kingdom. Of course, Sands, the Iceman here, Di Alamo will be of course talking about. <clears throat> We'll be talking about, of course, um, uh, what happened with Raw Monday, what happened with SmackDown last night, what uh, their thoughts on some, some more thoughts on SummerSlam, a lot of changes 
taking place here for SummerSlam. Uh, also, of course, uh, the story here, uh, um, of course, of course, the story will probably bring a little bit more about the condition, of course, of WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Uh, also, a few other little wrestling stories here making the, making the scenes as well. Uh, of course, throughout not just WWE, but of course, uh, GFW and uh, Ring of Honor and UFC, and of course, all the other, all, all any other stories making the rounds. So we'll definitely uh, keep you apprised of that on wrestling debate tonight from eight to nine, right here on TalkShow.com. Like I said, call ID one three nine nine two five pound. And also, King W ever once again be taking the reins of WWS Revolution. This will be episode three hundred seventy-seven. As of course we talk about the latest wrestling news and views, the latest history and birthdays. Uh, also, of course, we'll talk about what happened with SmackDown Live last night. As well as, of course, our some more thoughts. You know, coming up here with some changes made. We're going in towards SummerSlam, and also, of course, a few little wrestling extras coming your way there as well. Uh, so, uh, some revolution tonight. Uh, of course, with our live video coming in from Hardy Boy, the Hardy Boys fans group. So, be sure to join us for that as well. One three eight zero five five pound for that from nine to eleven p.m. Here's where the health. We have got an update here coming in today, courtesy of Larry Zonka. Uh, apparently, this is coming in from Rick Flair's girlfriend. Gives a health update. Uh, health update here. here. Here's the update right here. Rick Flair's girlfriend has updated, has posted an update on the WWE Hall of Famer's health issues. Wendy Barlow says Flair's condition is still critical. Barlow posted the following. Just wanted to give an update to my friends and family as, as I have been unable to talk on the phone without crying and just feel shocked over events. I took Rick to the hospital Friday night with severe abdominal pain. From that moment on, it all seems like a nightmare. Multiple organ problems. Not to go into too many details, I want everyone to know that he still needs prayers as he still is as as he is still in critical condition. And and no, he did not have colon surgery. It was another surgery. I don't know how the media comes up with their stories. I have been by his side since Friday and will continue to make sure he is getting the best care possible. Thanks for all the support and love. <clears throat> the Collins surgery story apparently originated with Gene Oakland, mean Gene Oakland, Flair's longtime friend, who expressed that it was colon surgery on Monday. Here is the original story right here. According to PW Insider, a source close to the situation said that Rick Flair did not have colon surgery as Gene Orkland and other sources initially stated. He did have a surgery, but the Flair family has not disclosed what, what that was publicly. Flair is currently dealing with a number of medical issues on his road to recovery. F4W Online also reported that Flair underwent colon surgery to remove a blockage that was a catalyst of a number of different health issues that followed, including kidney failure. The surgery was considered a success. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is your update right there. Uh, he's still is still in the hospital. There are multiple organ issues, apparently. Um, uh, so, so apparently his girlfriend, they don't know why in the world they're saying something about colon surgery, but apparently Mean Gene Oakland was the one that kind of started the whole thing, but, but it has been, they have, they have cleared everything up here. And ladies and gentlemen, we do here at the WCBS Radio Network continue to have our thoughts and prayers to the legendary Hall of Famer himself, the one of the only 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, two-time Hall of Famer, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. <clears throat> uh, we'll definitely continue to keep our thoughts, keep him in our thoughts and our prayers. Um, as, of course, like, like I said, uh, 
this is this is truly a very shocking development, and we will definitely keep you informed on his situation. And also, we'll also let you know here, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to also have, uh, in respect for Mr. Flair, we are going to have a special edition of WWS Wrestling Profile Friday night at seven o'clock, right here on TalkShoe.com. That's one four two two four one pound. King and W O will be hosting as part of his uh, summer birthday slam uh, uh, week, uh, and he will uh, and he will be conducting the the profile, of course, on the legendary Hall of Famer Rick Flair. Uh, let's see here. Uh, another wrestling story here coming out. Uh, coming out here, of course, from Larry Zonka at Four Eleven Mania. Uh, Prentiss is coming from, of course, Bully Ray, otherwise, because we all know him as Bubba Ray Dudley as well, uh, saying that CM Punk would do more for wrestling if if he returned to Ring of Honor. Bully Ray recently spoke with Metro, and here are the highlights about that. On Adam Cole signing with WWE, first of all, I wish him all the success in the world because I like him. Secondly, I'm disappointed to see that he's not going to be in the ROH locker room anymore because he was a huge part of it. I wish they could have worked something out, but that, but it is what it is. Thirdly, I hope he sticks around in NXT for a while because that would be a good place for him. You don't want to move up to the main roster too quickly. On the situation with Alberto El Patron and Page, Billy Ray says this, with regards to wrestlers getting away with stuff, Alberto and Page had an argument in an airport. That's all it was. I could get in an argument with my girlfriend. This could happen to anyone on the planet. Somebody says the wrong thing. A girl throws a drink on a guy. And then they say something that might not be true because they're just trying to protect their story. Hey, man, I get it. The authorities didn't press charges. They didn't press charges on one another. They came on my radio show, and they sounded very happy and pleasant together. So I'm not sure why GFW decided to play God and strip him of the title. On a potential CM Punk return to wrestling, Billy Ray says this, I don't know CM Punk on a personal level. We met two or three times and exchanged pleasantries and had small conversations. I do believe we have a mutual respect for one another, and I understand the kind of guy CM Punk is. I hope he does step back into a wrestling ring one day. I hope that ring is in Ring of Honor. CM Punk obviously did not have a great relationship with WWE, who left a horrible taste in his mouth. He has been extremely verbal about that, so I don't know why he would ever go back there. I do understand to go back for the money, but I'm not sure that he needs the money or he would want the aggravation or the headache of going back there. Sam Punk could do more for the wrestling world by coming back home to ROH than going back to WWE. Because what is there for him to do? What is there for him to do at WWE? There's really not much left, and he's going to have to do it their way. So, if he needs, if he, if he, if if he needs for his ego to work the last match at WrestleMania, then great. But I think he's worth so much more to the wrestling world by bringing life into the business by going back to a company like Ring of Honor. If he shows up in Ring of Honor, the entire wrestling world will be buzzing about in a positive way. If he goes back to WWE, yeah, people will be talking about it, but it's also like, hey, hey, you said you were never going back, but now you're back. So some words there coming in from, coming in from, uh, like I said, uh, Bully Ray here about CM Punk. I mean, we don't know if you know if he would ever return to wrestling or not. If he does, I mean, where would he go? I mean, would he go to GFW? Would he go to back the Ring of Honor? Um, WWE is kind of iffy. I mean, I doubt very seriously. 
Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Because they say anything had happened in wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> talking about SummerSlam here a minute ago, uh, according to Larry Zonka here, uh, coming out here today, uh, apparently one of the title matches has been moved to the SummerSlam pre-show. Uh, huh. Okay, let's... And I'm sure this is something that's going to be talked about on Wrestling Debate and Revolution here tonight. Earlier today, it was reported that the Cruiserweight Championship match at SummerSlam would be part of the kickoff show. According to PW Insider, and now, they now report that the Usos versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the New Day match, is also set for the pre-show. And so right now, here is the updated SummerSlam card right now. The kickoff show will be the first off, two matches there will be the Cruiserweight title match with Akira Tozawa taking on Neville and the SmackDown tag team title match between the New Day, which will be represented by Big E and Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston in their corner versus the Usos. <clears throat> then, that, that, then another matches will be as follows. Enzo Amore suspended above the ring in a shark cage as Big Cass will take on the Big Show. Finn Balor will take on Bray Wyatt. Note that Finn Balor will be doing the Demon King persona. Randy Orton will take on Rusev. John Cena will take on Baron Corbin. The SmackDown Women's title match will be Naomi defending the belt against Natalya. The Raw Women's title belt will have Alexa Bliss defending the belt against Sasha Banks. The United States Championship match will have AJ Styles defending against Kevin Owens, with Shane McMahon being the special guest referee. Raw Tag Team title match, which was just made, I'm sure, from Raw this past week, with Cesaro and Sheamus defending the belts against the newly reformed Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. The title match will have Jinder Mahal defending the belt against Shinsuke Nakamura. And the fatal four-way match for the WWE Universal title, Brock Lesnar will defend the belt against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. And, of course, it's also been noted that if Lesnar loses the match, then he and his advocate, Paul Heyman, will leave the WWE. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently a match for SmackDown and a match for Raw. Um, well, I don't know if you want to consider Cruiserweights part of Raw, but uh, but apparently, like I said, you have two matches for the kickoff show. The Cruiserweight title match and the SmackDown tag team title match are now part of the kickoff show. And like we talked about in Revolution last night, it is kind of a pity that unfortunately that they're not going to have an Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam because Intercontinental title matches have been very instrumental, um, of course, throughout the years in SummerSlam. I'm sure everyone remembers uh, the Honky Tonk Man going in there without knowing who his opponent was going to be because the British Beefcakes uh, had a was unable to wrestle. Ultimate Warrior comes out. It was, the summer, it was in 1988, and Ultimate Warrior comes out and defeats him in a matter of seconds. Ravishing Rick Rude and Ultimate Warrior have a great match for, for that belt the following year. And, uh, of course, thanks to Roddy Roddy Piper, the Warrior wins the belt back from Rick Rude. Uh, number Sam 92, British Bulldog defeats Bret Hart. So there's been a lot of great IC title matches at uh, Owen Hart and Stone Cold for the IC title. Uh, that was when, of course, Stone Cold injured his neck when Owen Hart accidentally did the Misguided the pile driver. So there's been a lot of great intercontinental title matches involving some of the great superstars. So that's a darn shame. They were scheduled to be the Miz defending the belt against Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. 
but they kind of scrapped that at the last minute. So, And one more quick story we'll bring you here, folks, before we call it an evening right here on Outside of the Ropes. Uh, uh, coming in from Larry Zonka. Uh, apparently, the, both of the Bella twins are in town for SummerSlam. And this is a short story right here. According to PWInsider.com, the Bella Twins may be together at SummerSlam. Brie Bella will be in New York City this weekend to take part in filming for Total Divas over SummerSlam weekend. Nikki Bella is scheduled to be at ringside for the John Cena versus Baron Corbin match. The site speculates that Brie may sit ringside with Nikki at the pay-per-view. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that here, folks. Uh, and one more here. Let's, let's, there's one more here. It's of course not a it's not a WWE wrestling story, but it is a wrestling story uh, nonetheless. Here, so let's, let's bring this here to you. And uh, come from Jeremy Thomas here from tonight, I mean from today. Uh, Pyrus, who of course in WWE used to be known as Brodus Clay, which is now in GFW, like I say, he's now known as Tyrus, says he's not working GFW tapings due to mistreatment. Tyrus has announced on his Twitter account that he will not be working the Impact Wrestling tapings in Orlando this week due to what he perceives as mistreatment by the company. There's a video right on this page, and I'll play it here just a minute, in which the GFW star says he and his fans have been handcuffed and treated like a second-class citizen creatively over the last several weeks. Tyrus said he has been playing phone tag with GFW officials and isn't happy. So he's decided to release the video to announce that he won't be at the tapings. He declared himself on, on holdout status, and he won't return until he gets treated right. Tyrus has been working for GFW, of course, when it was known as TNA, since 2014. And here it is on his Twitter account. Let me go ahead and play it right here. Uh, the video right here from Tyrus himself, at Planet Tyrus. GFW. So, 
about to see what happens here, see if GFW responds to what he's saying here. On that on that note here, folks, I do thank you very much here for joining me here this, this evening for episode 66 of WWS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much. Uh, of course, like I said, coming up in about 30 minutes, of course, will be WWS Wrestling Debate, as King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and the rest of the NWO Madness Kingdom, of course, um, um, other, and of course, the Iceman J.D. Jeremy Geronimo will not be present, but he will, but, but of course, King uh, W.O. I'm sure will have other guests on as well, as they will, of course, talk about a lot of stuff going on here and debate about a lot of wrestling, a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling scene. Uh, what's happened on with Raw, what's happening with SmackDown. Uh, of course, the Ric Flair story. I mean, this story may pop up about pirates. We, we don't know. I mean, ain't, I mean, it's a, a, very, it's a very interesting, unique topic that they talk about each and every week. So you better believe, you know, there'll be some good stuff talked about here tonight. So tell about 30 minutes for Wrestling Debate. Be sure not to miss that. Call ID 139-925-POUND. Uh, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in about an hour and a half, will be WWS Revolution, episode 377, as T.N.W.O. T. Smith once again will be taking the helm as the summer birthday slam continues, and he will, of course, be bringing you the latest <coughs> wrestling news and views, and also the human suplex machine, John Gross, will bring you the latest history and birthdays. Plus, also, of course, we'll be talking about what happened on SmackDown last night. Um, also, a few little wrestling stories making the scenes as well. Uh, we'll bring up a few little things about a little updates here about what was will take place here at SummerSlam. Plus, also, uh, if you want wrestling extras here, of course, coming your way. Also, our live video feed will be coming from Hardy Boys fans as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, 14 WOGRT Smith and the entire panel way too tough to handle of the WWS Radio Network. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you so much for listening here tonight for episode 66 of Outside the Ropes. And we'll be back on here next week for episode 67. Uh, the Iceman, Jeremy Geronimo, will be returning. And we'll be back here with more pop culture news. Uh, of course, movies, m- music, movies, sports, politics, a couple little wrestling tidbits sprinkled in. Then, of course, we'll put J.D. back in that hot seat one more time for the Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge. We may end up treating you to a double dose of that since we didn't get a chance to do any of it today because of J.D.'s. J.D. was unable to be here today. Outside the Ropes is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Over two years older and continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. This is, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you at 8 o'clock for Rest in Debate, 139-925, and then we'll talk to you for Revolution, 138055 at 9 o'clock. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves and each other. <clears throat> see you on the red carpet and as always here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com good night everyone God and God bless everyone take care good night